1: Hey, hey, it's the Dynamite Show. Paul Fontaine alongside Jeff Hawkins in sunny Arizona. I'm here at the home studio in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, where it is actually above zero today, which is incredible for late December. Um, you know, that's in the probably hit like, you know, late th- or high 30s for you people in the uh, in uh, u.s so i mean it's pretty incredible weather for winnipeg um but uh yeah we had a happy holidays i hope you all did i want to thank you all for listening make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on the uh fight game media youtube channel that really helps us out and if you're listening on audio thank you for uh signing up if you haven't signed up for the fight game media free feed make sure you do that too um but jeff how you doing buddy hi what are we drinking today oh just Diet coke Okay.
2: Yeah. I have a Dr. Pepper Zero in Woodford Reserve. It's quite tasty. Oh,
1: nice. Yes, yes. I, uh, That sounds really good, actually. I'll be probably doing that in a couple of weeks when I go to uh, Laughlin, Nevada, not too far from where you are. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> on the Arizona border. Oh, I know where um, it is. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, we got uh, the go-home show today for, uh, for World's End. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, before we get into tonight's dynamite... Uh, i uh, i I literally just caught up on the weekend stuff like in the last couple days just you know because christmas and everything i was you know kind of behind and uh i man what a whirlwind of stuff that happened on on those shows to to get us to to where we are now i mean when we last talked uh you know we had seen that three-way and we talked a lot about that a lot of discourse about when they told us about the three-way i don't know you even want to get into that but some people heard it. Some people didn't. Whatever. It doesn't matter now. It's already over. Hell of a match. We'll talk about it. Um, and uh, and we got our finals for the Continental Classic, the first ever Continental Classic. Um, we usually do this before the show, but what, was there any other big news in AEW this week? Other uh, than Matt, Jericho losing his mind on Twitter? Matt Jackson's wife leaving. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Dana, and, and another dude too, right? Um, yeah, the vice president of live events. Yeah, he's so he's gone to work for Barclays, I think, or the Barclays Center in
2: yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, and, and then and, uh, what was this? The Jackson wife that was head of merch, or... I believe so.
1: Yeah, yeah, so she's the one I think she said she was up, or she, it got out that she was upset that AEW didn't defend her when CM Punk went after her and, and the Bucks. And yeah, maybe she's got a point.
2: I look, let, let's uh. <laughs> I don't want to throw salt on this wound, but um, merch at uh, AEW events is lacking. So, oh, yeah. I mean, if we could get somebody else in there, I'm good with that. <laughs> Just yeah, uh, but I also agree with uh, um, I, yeah, I, I also agree with her in in a, in a harsh way. I mean, look the the uh, the uh, Tony wanted to soothe the the punk side because it was better for business, and I get that. But there's a cost for that, and uh, yeah. yes, you can run up a tab pretty heavily drinking Woodford Reserve and Coke <laughs> or some sort of mixer. Uh, go with the well bourbon if you're going to do that at a bar. Um-
1: <laughs> uh, life hacks from Jeff Hawkins. Um, the you know I think what happens is is uh, sometimes a young company outgrows its employees. And that's fine. Yeah.
2: And I, th- I think that's also true. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you get eventually you need people who know bigger business. Yeah. And uh and, and I think that's true in many facets of this company,
1: to be honest. I, th- I think the only non wrestling executive left uh from the beginning now is Mookie. If if I, if I if I remember correctly, I think I saw somebody say that. So Okay. Yeah. yeah and i mean from I know, all indications you know we we're, we're both friends with him I, I think I don't think he's going anywhere um he seems to be doing a good job seems to be happy so um yeah and they seem to be happy with him so yeah it's it's a good thing um but uh the other the other thing was um yeah uh did you want to get into jericho losing his stuff on twitter well, really, I, I was no i i was trying to think if i no because you know what i mean that's all a lot of hearsay tarus
2: versus vikinga was outstanding
1: okay i do <laughs> want to talk about that because i had a i had a buddy uh over on boxing day um a good friend of mine best friend i've known him for gosh 30 years
2: for us uh, ugly americans lot... boxing day is the day after christmas oh. in canada
1: and I don't even know why I said Boxing Day because he was over on Christmas um, okay. <laughs> and Christmas Eve. Uh no, actually his wife was over on Christmas Eve, and then him and, and his him and his wife and his kids came on, on Christmas. So, anyways, I had a chat with him and and uh you know we we've been friends for 35 years at least. And we you know, we used to get together for pay-per-views and stuff, and now, you know, since we got families and kids and you know, we, he still watches wrestling, but he's not nearly as into it as I shouldn't say not as into it. Like, he watches it. He's into watching it. But he's not as, like, he's not online finding out what's happening behind the scenes and everything. He watches the shows. And he really likes the shows. And whenever we get together, we always talk about wrestling. But we talk about what we see on screen. We don't talk about what's going on behind the scenes or anything like that. And he's got different tastes. So he's in and out on AEW. And uh, so I asked him, you know, like, oh, have you been keeping up on AEW lately? And he's like, no, not really. He says, ever since this tournament started, I'm just not into it. And uh, and I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, no, you know, it's just, it's the same guys every week, and I don't really care about these belts. And, you know, the matches are good, but I don't really care. And okay. i like, okay. And I says, well, you know, you should watch Rampage. I said, because Rampage, you know, it's a quick hour. The matches aren't too long. The matches are usually really good. He's like, yeah, but every time I watch Rampage, I see, like, the Kingo or Commander, and I <laughs> don't care
2: (laughs) okay he's he's that fan these are these are valid criticisms i think too i mean look the, the, the tournament is was was good but the tournament was a love letter to the people who really love aew i mean it really was and a lot of the great stuff on it that might get this guy who's a fan was done on social media i think i think the promos and stuff would have been really compelling to a
1: lot of people well, and, and the other thing is is the, the tournament is really sports-based. So I think it appeals to sports fans. And my buddy is not a sports fan. Like, he watches soccer. He watches Toronto FC. That's it. That's all the sports he watches. He doesn't watch hockey. He doesn't watch football, basketball. None of it. Baseball. Just Toronto FC soccer. That's it. So he's not a sports guy. If you look at the ratings for Collision on Saturday, I noticed they increased every single week of this tournament. And Saturday is TNT. So I do believe that this tournament and programming like this does appeal to a sports fan that might be watching TNT, which is not my buddy, which is fine. But but it it, it makes you wonder though, like that match. I, I agree. Like Vikingo and Tarus was awesome. Yeah. It was did you see their Ring of Honor match? Uh back in the day, yeah, I did. I believe no like a week ago.
2: Oh no, no, not that one. Okay. I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking of like a multi-person match that they were in. Yeah, okay, D-
1: Dave said that it was not as good as that. And I don't know if I agree. They were completely different matches, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And they were both awesome. So I, I wouldn't put one ahead of the other. I I actually gave them the same rating, and but they were completely different. Which, you know, because one was on TV and one was on pay-per-view. So they had to work it differently. And um I thought both were great. And I hope they sign Tarus. and I never would say that normally because I think they got enough people, but he stands out. We can sign Tarus. we just need
2: to figure out what to do with luchadors in this company. Um well used uh, to making them cannon fodder all the time, in unless well, they're wrestling each other. Exactly,
1: yeah, because commander, I mean, yeah, he he's there to Commander, Vikingo, Bandito. Vikingo probably wins more than he loses, but I mean Commander yes. loses all the time. Commander uh, Ter- loses
2: all the time. Ch- maybe Terus is gonna we're
1: replace Luchasaurus. I don't know. Like, Could be you know, Sure. Seem, seem to uh kind of be the same kind of character. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, yeah, so but yeah, that was a great match. The uh the two turn or the three tournament matches on, on Saturday were great. The collision matches, the uh I, I didn't really think they needed to do a draw with Danielson Claudio, but they did. I mean, it didn't really mean anything. Um Danielson could have just beat him like it would have been the same. So I, I would have preferred if a draw actually meant like it affected the results in some way, but yeah, but I think they did. just did a draw to do a draw. Well, so that Danielson didn't have to beat his buddy, I guess.
2: Right. That too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh mean, it was like was we've great. gone
2: this whole tournament without doing a draw. Let's do it here.
1: Exactly. I would have done it in the Garcia uh, Brody King match, honestly,
2: Yeah, and I would so, have done it in lethal and, and, and brisca.
1: Right. And you called for that. And, uh, and that would have both of those would have been fine. I Garcia beating Brody should have been a big deal, but then he ends up getting attacked after the match and it's all just a setup for, um, house of black and FTR and, and Garcia's being, you know, like covered by jobber, Matt Menard. Like, yeah, I don't see how that helped Garcia at all, but. We'll see.
2: No, and I liked the idea of of having Garcia be Jericho's tag partner, and then that yep. got uh, kind of kiboshed this week. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, I I got a lot to say about that segment. I'll tell you that. But oh, do you? Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was fit to be tied. There you go. That's that's what we call a tease, kids. I thought that this show, like tonight, I, you know how Dave Meltzer and others will always say that 90 minutes is the perfect length for a wrestling show. You've heard that. Uh, right?
2: Yes. I have heard that. Yes.
1: Yeah. If they would have shut this show off at 90 minutes, it would have been a perfect wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's what I'm saying because everything after the 90 minute Mark was, Ooh, I wouldn't say every, well, yeah, maybe everything. Um, I, you know, and there, and there was like something in the middle before the 90 minute Mark that I didn't like too much, but, um, yeah, the, uh, and then, yeah, the uh the closing thing we'll we'll get to as well. But uh I don't know. you want to talk about the show now? Yes. All right. AW Dynamite, the uh go home show for uh Saturday's first ever world's end pay-per-view from Long Island. And uh this was in Orlando, I believe.
2: Uh and, yeah, it was uh, at UCF University oh, okay. of Central Florida.
1: All right. So they're basically their home base. Well, no, I guess Jacksonville's the home base, but and this is I think they had a subtitle for this show too. I, I don't know New Year's Bash maybe i don't know um maybe that's next week i thought new
2: year's bash was next week but you might be right
1: yeah who knows doesn't matter uh it was basically the continental classic finals is yes was the selling point of this show and really the bulk of the show um this show had the least amount of wrestling matches on it of any match in Dyna- of any show in dynamite history i believe and that includes when they would do a one hour blood and guts match. Um, But uh, we'll we'll talk about that a bit too. And I didn't really realize it until the end of the show, but uh, we started out with the gold league final uh, three-way match. uh, Swerve Strickland, Jay White, and John Moxley. And uh, the announcers pointed out no time limit in these finals matches. And uh, Shivani pointed out how, you know, they're not allowed uh, seconds at ringside. So Nana can do his stupid dance, but then he's (laughs) got to get out of here. I kind of like that and uh they they go they start brawling into the crowd and i'm like you know i'm i'm fit to like get upset about you know the fact that nobody's being counted out and then i realized oh yeah it can't be counted out it's a three-way so they they're brawling outside for like five minutes swerves biting mox's head they go up into the stands uh it's like mox and Swerve are having this brawl and jay white keeps trying to interrupt it and then they just kind of chase him away like a mosquito. And uh, eventually, uh, after about five minutes of being outside, White and Swerve end up back in the ring, and uh, they go to a break uh, after Mox gets taken out, and they come back in, and Mox is still out, Mox, and uh, White and Swerve are brawling, and then Mox came back, took them all out with a suicide dive. He's biting Swerve's head, and then you know he's going, he's going for stuff. They just, they just went on and on. They're, they're going nuts. They, Jay White kept bringing in a chair. And uh, he he got slammed in the back by Jay White, and then Jay White knocked out Swerve. White slammed Mox's his knee with the chair, so he, they kept working over the knee, but it didn't really play into the finish at all. Yeah. Um. But but he was like working it over, and that was kind of the story of the tournament. So that that was his weakness. Uh, crowd was totally behind Swerve for for most of this. Uh, there was a great spot where uh, Swerve kicked out White's knee, and he hit the he hit the house call. Powerbomb and a 450 splash, but Mox broke it up with a stomp. And then we go to another commercial. And we almost never do two commercials during an AEW match. So this is, you know, this kind of telling you that it's a special one. So I come back in, Mox got a sleeper on, Swerve broke it up with another house call. White went for a Blade Runner, but Swerve got away. White hit the Blade Runner on Mox, which is what he used to beat him last week, but Swerve broke it up. Fans are chanting, fight forever. White went and got a chair again, smashed Mox in the back a few times, and Swerve in the gut. Ref was trying to get him to stop, but White was just ignoring him. Put it between the turnbuckles. And then, of course, it's the old you smelt it, you dealt it rule. So he ends up getting thrown into that chair. And uh then uh then it's Mox and Swerve. Mox gets a sleeper on, swerve rolls him up with a handful of tights, Mox kicks out, they start slapping each other. Crowd is just going ape shit at this point. Swerve took him down with a clothesline, swerve went for the MIL driver or MJL driver, but Mox bit him. Swerve went to the top and he's going to go for the stomp, but White tossed him off the top rope out to the outside. And then he went for the Blade Runner, but Mox took him down with a lariat, hit a Death Rider and got the pin. And because Jay White had thrown Swerve to the outside, he couldn't make it back in to break it up. Thought this match was outstanding. Loved it. I thought it was one of the best matches in Dynamite history, honestly, until later on tonight. I really
2: liked the match. Um, I think of all the ideas Lance Storm has had. Over the years of me listening to him, I think the idea that you can be dq'd in a three-way dance and then have the other two people just go about the match is the best one he's ever had. And I'd really have lo- loved it in this case because for all because you y- you put the fatal flaw to me in this match, in which Tony Schiavone is praising the fact that nobody can come down to ringside interfere. Yeah, this is no dq. Yeah, which makes no sense whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. this would have been the match to cheat in the, in that if, if you could do that, because, hey, we've now made it a th- three-way. And yes, people would have turned on it immediately. Don't get me wrong. It's not something yeah. I wanted. It's just the logical it's, consistency it's logic is, yeah. is what I want. Um, Yeah, and I also, I mean, that was the, my big note was your thing, was that there was no real through line in this match other than Moxley's knee, and then it didn't play any part in the finish to the match, which seemed odd to me, unless they're saving it for the finals. But if they don't save it for the finals, then what is the point of the working over the knee? That That's the other logical inconsistency I, I see here coming, but um, yeah, I kind of it, it, and again, the, the problem with three ways and multi-person matches is you have to establish relationships between all three of the pairs and the one that I really did not establish for me was the Jay White swerve thing. No. I mean, yeah, Swerve and Swerve and Moxley had their thing and White and Moxley had their thing. But we never really got, you know, any sort of <laughs> I mean, we got moves put on people. We we really didn't get a through line for 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 White and Swerve.
1: They'll at least be, in, in
2: in terms of this match.
1: The only one was that uh, during that first commercial break. I think they worked together for most of Yeah, they of that worked break. together
2: for a bit. And and yeah. that was fine. But
1: yeah, overall, I mean, yeah, if on, on, in terms of pure work,
2: yes, this was a uh, very fun match, and I liked it a lot. But the, 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 it, I thought it lacked a little bit of drama. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it lacked a little bit of drama. I, I thought it was inevitable that, that Mox was going to win this.
1: To be clear, Jason, he says, I might be prisoner of the moment. Yeah, you know, for sure. But I didn't say the best. I just said one of the best.
2: There's nothing um, wrong with prisoner of the moment takes from Paul. It makes yeah. for good audio. Let's do this. Yeah, um. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, honestly, there was a lot of those uh, six man matches at the beginning of the year that were, you know, as good or better than this. You know, like the the when the the uh, death triangle and the elite, you know, those matches were incredible, too. Yeah. So, yeah. uh But yeah,
2: uh. I, I did like, and, and we'll get to this in a moment, I did like how they followed up on it with at least one of the losers in the match. I thought maybe you yeah. should follow it up with the other loser in the match too, just to keep it kind of consistent. But um, yeah, uh, no other notes.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jay White, what's next for him? I mean, I don't know what this tournament did for him. Um, You know, like he just lost his world title match and now he's gotten beaten a couple of times in this tournament. Um, I don't even know why they bothered putting him in this final, to be honest with you, but... <laughs>
2: Like, yeah, I so he and could I put the uh,
1: pin. He, like,
2: he, they put. He, I think that's it. And and yeah. if you're going to do that, I think Jay White should have looked a lot stronger in this match. Yeah,
1: and I think that's the problem with, um, you know, booking to a smart fan base like this. Like you should have just beat, you know, like they could have just beat Mo, uh Swerve in the first match or Moxley in the first match, and then had Mox get his win back here, you know, yeah. and and he could have cheat to win, just you know, or tried to cheat, you know, like he did in the first match um and, but then he but then he gets foiled or something you know like something like that or 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 swerve cheats to win in the first match i don't know like something like that
2: yeah the, the, to... the most obvious end of this match was swerve winning while holding the tights that, that exactly was, that and actually they did finish. a
1: they did a great near fall. And, it, and that was I a like great that. spot
2: no i liked yeah. that spot a lot i liked yeah. the callback but at the same time i also thought well that should probably be the finish
1: yeah, um, actually, but- no, because you're you're actually also trying to turn Swerve babyface, you know, kind of. So what what you would do is you would have Mox try to cheat in the first match, and it backfires, and then and then Swerve wins in the first match, and then in this match he actually does cheat and holds it tight and gets the win. So the same way he won the first match, he wins here instead after getting pinned in the first match, and then you've got him going against Eddie
2: yeah. and
1: showing that he'll do anything to win. And uh, that heats up the match with Eddie as well. Oh, we did and not pin,
2: a... we did not pin Swerve, so mission accomplished.
1: Well, not this time, but they pinned him two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Mox left through the crowd, and he's going to face the winner of Danielson versus Kingston uh, on Saturday for the Triple Crown. We got a great video package for Saturday's collision matches, and the key takeaway was Danielson calling him a bum and Kingston saying that this bum is going to the finals.
2: Did you watch these yeah. uh, these, these promos in their entirety? I, just did this adver- I, I did I did. And okay. boy, boy, I wish I had played the entire Danielson one. Because oh, he yeah? goes into, there's going to be that moment in the match where you throw up the middle finger to me. Oh. And I'm going to let, yeah, and, and he goes into how that's really a sign of surrender for Eddie Kingston. Because instead of trying to win, he's using all of your energy to flip me off, et cetera, so It was a it was it was possibly the best Brian Danielson promo since he's been in AEW. And while I liked the edited things and I liked the highlight package, both those promos were fantastic as a whole. And I wish they had shown the entirety of that Danielson promo, because it would have made the match. Yeah make a lot more sense Just from
1: what you said because there was that spot yeah um no i mean the reason i don't watch these i mean number one is time but i also i found that sometimes i don't think they're as good as some people tell me they are i just i just
2: fell on it so yeah. yeah yeah
1: no i and i'm sure with danielson and kingston they were there's a moxley one uh early in the tournament that everyone was raving about and i watched and i was like this sucks <laughs> and so wow. Wow. Okay. i kind of didn't didn't watch them in, anymore after that but then when i watch the edited versions they look great so that's why i'm saying you know like i like you know the music behind it and the action and while they're talking like i think i'm just maybe it's just my attention span i don't know um but uh we got tony shivani backstage with swerve and nana and swerve was mad because he didn't have time to rest he said my arms falling off my body i wanted this so bad He said, this classic breathed life into this business. I proved I'm one of the best in this company. I'm one of the best in this whole damn industry, if not the best. I didn't get pinned. And now I hear someone's looking for me. Keith Lee, you say that I'm him? Well, that's the first thing we agree on in over a year. You want me? I got nothing to do in Long Island, but are you going to be there? And Shivani says, well, I happen to have a contract for you. And uh, Nana gets mad because he hasn't approved it yet. And Swerve says, we'll see if Keith Lee even shows up on Saturday. And uh, so I and they, they do that. And then like two seconds later, they announce that the match is happening. <laughs> so I guess they signed the contract pretty quick.
2: Well, they gave him the contract to look over. That's the <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, but I mean, I guess Tony just assumes everyone's going to sign it.
2: <laughs> um, I believe it is in bad taste to use Carmelo Hayes catchphrase on AEW. I'm going to say that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will agree with that. And especially since the devil does it, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, but I kind of, I kind of liked, uh, yeah, I liked this at least. Um, I, I think they should have just done it in the locker room. Just, just have Swerve recovery and go, hey, can we get a word here? And also, you have this thing as opposed to I wasn't ready for. <laughs> it just makes it look kind of. This
1: did not need Nana. It segment. didn't
2: need Nana and it didn't need that. I wasn't ready for an interview, but they're putting a microphone in my face anyways to do some time. Well, right? and,
1: and yeah. And if you are going to do that, yeah. Have them show up in the it's in the part of your room. it's part of your job here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I, that, that was the
2: only part that kind. Of, yeah. it, it just kind of took me out a little bit of it. But no, this is fine.
1: And, and you know, and you can come. You can say I don't know, whatever, you know, like you're doing this on a couple days notice. But they've been building this for a while. And I also you think know, Keith obviously- Lee
2: should have been there
1: yes and they he promised he was going to be here so i don't know maybe he couldn't make it maybe we'll probably find out maybe there's travel issues or something or you know some you know family family problems or whatever who knows um
0: we always find this stuff out after the fact because we record immediately after the show. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: Uh, we went to the back with remarkable Renee, or no, it wasn't the back. It was on the stage with uh, Mariah May. And uh, she gets her own entrance, and Renee asks her to explain how she brutally attacked Rio last week. and uh, and then she says, "Well, this brutal attack that you call it was just me supporting the greatest star of our time, Tony Storm." And the crowd hadn't really reacted to her at all, but they they cheered when she mentioned Tony. And uh, she says, and then Renee asks her, well, you know, uh, you yes a jan announcement. She goes, yes, I do have an announcement. She says, I don't feel that 2023 has had the right energy. So my debut is going to be on the first Dynamite of the new year. And the crowd boos that, because I guess they expected they were going to see her tonight. 2024 is all about Mariah. So she's still in Emma's catchphrase. Um, Rio runs out, and uh, Mariah runs away, but she runs into the ring. And uh, so Rio's stalking this large woman i don't mean you know what i mean like she's like half the size of uh mariah yeah and uh, tony makes a save and uh but every time they cut back to tony the screen goes black and white and it's beyond ridiculous at this point um tony uh but uh, rio fights her off and she's about to hit her with a 619 but luther pulled her out of the way and then rio took them both out with a dive off the top and mariah got away unscathed and she uh consoles tony and uh, and somewhere in here, Taz laughed and called himself the human duplex machine again.
2: This is classic. I hate uh, go home, um, build in terms of well, we're gonna beat Riho, so we need her to look on top for the final segment before yeah. the show. Uh, this was ass. I'm sorry, this was absolute ass. I hated it. Uh, And Mariah May did not pull off the uh, disingenuous, I'm going to have a match in 2024, thing well at all. This was poorly executed, poorly scripted. I didn't like it.
1: I'm not blown away by Mariah May so far. (laughs) I will tell you that. Um, I'll I'll wait and see how she is in the ring, but... um, (laughs) To me, she looks like a low-rent version of Tiffany Stratton, but that's...
2: Um, I'm not going to go that far. I just think the introduction was poor, and I think her being... I mean, we're all waiting for... It's weird, because we're we're trying to turn two heels babyface at the same time. We're trying to turn swerve babyface, and I think they're actually going to try and turn Tony babyface off of the Mariah May character.
1: Uh Jason made a great point here. S- going from supporting the biggest star Tony Storm to declaring that twenty twenty four will be all about Mariah was contradictory. So yeah, there is that too. I mean, what is she you know, if they hire a continuity guy, that'd be no <laughs> um yeah, I just <laughs> we're we're just
2: we're just waiting for Mariah to attack Tony. Yeah. And it's and it's one of those weird things, but Tony's still a heel, she's still very much a heel in this Riho story, and it's like, okay. You know, it, yeah
1: yeah just... all the women right now seem to be like in the middle of churns,
2: yes, like, yes you know, they're all they're all mid story and mid turn because then we have the yeah. thing with uh parker and 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 ruby and and everybody's falling in love, and it's like, okay.
1: Yeah, well, Josiah tells me that Mariah is a far, far better, yeah, better worker than Tiffany. Yeah, you went I'd out on that, ledge on, I, you went
2: on that ledge on your own. I, I did okay. not come
1: with you. No, no, and but I've never seen her work. So all I'm basing it on is what I've seen on screen so far. And she's been in AW for like two months now.
2: No, the introduction should have been that she's a big star and that she keeps putting off her debut, putting off her debut, yeah. putting off her debut. And there shouldn't have been anything having to do with the Tony Storm character.
1: Yeah, and I was strictly talking about the character. Yeah, I, I'm not, I because I have no opinion on her ring work, because I've never seen it. So, um, you know, I've literally, the first time I saw her, I think I may have seen a picture of her at some point, but the first time I saw her in person was when I saw her on AEW television. So, um, all right, we go to the back. And it's top flight and action Andretti. Oh my God, this was great. (laughs) Um, And by that, I mean, this was. Oh, come on.
2: I'm going to grade on a curve on this one, but go. (laughs) Okay.
1: If you want to grave it on a top flight action Andretti curve, yeah. I do. I would like to. Thank you. Um, they said they came up short. I mean, this was a missed opportunity. They should have beaten the acclaimed. They they absolutely should. Have I won don't disagree.
2: I mean, I don't. Yeah, the acclaimed don't need the six man belts.
1: Nope. And and these guys would have great matches with a bunch of different teams, and they probably still will, but they just won't be for belts. Um. So they came up short, but we're not taking it to heart. There's plenty of other teams out there. So they said we're gonna throw out a challenge and. Then uh, they, they, Orange Cassidy and his buddies walk in and Trent says, what are you doing throwing out a challenge? We're five, minute, we're five feet away from you. And, uh, and, and then uh, so they said, uh, Orange says, we'll see you Friday. And then they, him and Trent walk away and Rocky says, he did the same thing to me last week. And it's just to remind the, crowd, the audience that this is a replay of the angle that, uh, that, uh, that they did last week. And then Action Andretti pulls out a water bottle, guzzles it, and crushes the the, the uh, bottle on his head, and says, "Hydration." <laughs> and, uh, I,
2: <laughs> I, look, I found this somewhat un- endearing. I I did. I I love that that Action <laughs> Andretti and Top Flight are pure baby faces. And then someone takes offense to them just being pure baby faces, like like Orange Cassidy. So they're sitting there weird, and then and then uh, uh, Rocky has to basically explain, yeah, they're kind of off, they're just kind of weird, and they do these types of things. And then it's like, actually, Andrea, hey, you know what? I got an idea for the for this spot. You know what I can do? You know what my secret talent is? <laughs> I can drink an entire 16.9 ounce bottle of water in like one gulp and crush the bottle. And was like... All right, let's let's do it. Now I'll show some personality on
1: the screen. <laughs> and it's like, one of those it's one of those folding up bottles. You know, they have the like, ridges like
2: I'm hoping next week, one member of Top Fly can like like take like balls and spit them in the air and juggle them or something like that. I'm hoping we can just get a bunch of stupid human tricks. From I want the I want somebody to give him humanity. a
1: Dasani bottle and see if he can crush that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to you want to kill him for water poisoning on week yes. two with a gimmick. Stop yeah, sure. it. Um, I like having Josiah here cuz he's so positive and uh I am glad Josiah is watching and listening. So. Yeah, well, um,
2: Josiah and I are simpatico on this. You you're a hater of fun, Paul. Feinstein. I
1: just I just put the segment why you, over. Why do you, why do you hate laughs? Okay, you who's going laugh? okay, to who, Who's going to win though? That's the key. They got to they got to beat these best friends.
2: Oh, oh, Trent has taken this, this this loss.
1: You think? I Trent or
2: Rocky. Rocky Trent or yeah. Rocky has taken this loss and I'm fine with that.
1: And maybe that sets up Darius. And it's or uh, gonna set, It's going to set
2: up one of them to face Orange Cassidy for that. Dante.
1: Day. Dante. Dante, for sure. He's the best. Well, maybe action. action we might, might
2: have an orange juice versus water battle.
1: Oh, there you go. You know what? <laughs> You're on to something there. Uh, they, they cut to the back, and uh, Christian is getting ready for an interview. He's got uh, Nick and Shayna with him, and he doesn't know who Lexi is. Oh, by the way, he's now calling Shayna M- Mother Wayne. And Other Shane, way. yeah, and Shayna is going but, on and on in her interview about how can you boo a mother? How can, calling herself a mother, a mother? You know what this is, right? They are trying to get the fans to start chanting "motherfucker." That's fine, Christian. And I'm it's fine to happen. This. I am fine it's with this. Totally going to happen
2: because because uh, of course the censor will have no clue what to do with it on Dynamite. No, nope. it's on there. This has to be on the pay per view.
1: Oh yeah, and uh, but I mean it's there. I mean it's yeah. right there. And uh, I, I do like I do
2: like the matriarch of the patriarchy. I think that's yeah. a clever line.
1: And I love Nick Wayne's reaction whenever Nick talks about banging his mother. Um, <laughs> it's like it's so awkward <laughs> and so wonderful. Um, and, yeah, they're a great uh, power couple. Um, but, yeah, nothing the really. The
2: smoking jacket on Christian was
1: ridiculous. And I yeah. love it. Yeah, and Shane is just there in her pompous best. It's it's great. She didn't yes. do anything here. She and Lexi, was...
2: Lexi is 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 sneaky. Most in, one of the most improved people in uh, AEW this year. Well, if you say so, I do. She I, has you know great what? comedic I, timing.
1: I signed up for Honor Club uh-huh. um, because of the pay per view, and I've been watching the last couple episodes. That show, that freaking Honor Club show, is the hardest television show to watch. Like I'm not talking wrestling show. I'm talking television show. It is not a two fan hours, of the
2: minions in training, are you?
1: Two hours of no commercials and just match, match, bad promo. Match, oh, match, oh, bad it's, promo, it's it's Jeff, promo, Jeff Hawkins match, on match, Dark
2: match. Elevation and Dark, which I yeah, found impossible but, to watch. But with
1: more time. promos that aren't any good. Well, so they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. trying. I, I highly recommend Honor Club for for my listeners here. Um, It's only 10 bucks a month. So you're getting your money's worth. That's for damn sure. Um, We got a tape mural promo. He's doubting himself. He thought wrestling poisoned her, but she's poisoning him. He promised to leave Andrade alone while the tournament was going on. He says, but I don't want to fight him because he's his wife's client. I want to fight him because he's an asshole. And uh, that match is happening on Saturday. That was it. Okay. Need a contract.
2: (laughs) Uh, Does the winner or the loser get to go back to WWE? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh andrade <laughs> gets to go back to wwe um it doesn't matter which one
2: maybe is. i don't there's a part of me that wants him to be a team i i really do i like both these guys i'm gonna enjoy the hell of this match i think it's gonna be far more of a hoss fight than than anybody would ever imagine because again andrade wants 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 to be a meat guy is so this, is
1: this the meat match the fat. this the might be this meat? might
2: be a sneaky meat match yeah
1: yeah, fans chant and meat. Why is it that all of Miro's feuds, we, we would rather see him teaming with the guy he's wrestling? You notice that?
2: Because we like Miro a lot, and his promos are great, and it's like he doesn't really hate the guy. It's because his wife is always involved.
1: I still want that Miro-Hobbs team, but I don't think I'm ever yeah. going to get it. Yeah.
2: I, I just I don't understand Miro in AEW. I don't understand his place in this company at all.
1: Miro? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, just to have good matches, I guess. But I don't even know if they have a plan for him. I think the plan that, is— That's my problem is I don't yeah. think they
2: have a plan for him. He's just there, and then it's like it's back to him talking to spirits or <laughs> or, or what. I mean, he's had this argument with God. I get that. I mean, we
1: all do. I uh, know. He's but... done with God. He, <laughs> no, he redeemed God. Yeah.
2: Well, and now he's, you know, he's arguing with his wife.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who is his new God. Yes. His new goddess. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but yeah, him and God, they, they, cl- they finished that feud already. Okay. Yes. I think they had a match. We, we didn't see it. Oh, god. Uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring and it's a celebration for boxing week. And he says this with disdain and I couldn't figure out where this was going, but I should have, because there were four easels set up behind him and the fans knew because they started groaning as soon as he said boxing week, because boxing week is a Canadian holiday. Uh, it is, uh, it's like your own black Friday as, uh, Taz explained, it's different than Christmas, and it's like Black Friday. <laughs> that was hilarious. But uh, he calls out Don Callis and his family, and he was not happy to be doing it. Um, Taz pointed out there's a lot of Canadians in Florida, so they probably celebrate Boxing, boxing Week. And uh, there's four paintings set up. Fans are chanting F.U. Callis. Uh, I noticed that Kyle Fletcher has a belt. I'm not sure if they've explained what belt that is, but it is the ROH television title that Samoa Joe used to have that he threw on the ground and now uh, Kyle Fletcher proudly carries. Um, he stole the mic from Tony's hand and he says, there's been a lot of stuff going outside the wrestling business, family stuff. It's been a difficult two weeks for me. Not sure what he's talking about. Maybe I Tony, wasn't
2: sure Kenny. either. I, I thought I mean, he might have had a death in the family or something. Or was it the Kenny stuff?
1: It might be the Kenny stuff. Okay. I mean, you know, because maybe, you know, like that's legit and he's not going to address it.
2: Just, just as a uh, sidebar to distract us for a moment
1: could be
2: be. no 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 i meant the the taz thing on 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 what the explanation of boxing day i was trying to figure out what it reminded me of and it's uh it's albert brooks on the simpsons playing the french guy jacques talking about brunch
1: oh okay
2: it's not quite breakfast it's not quite lunch but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end you don't get completely what you would at breakfast but you get a good meal
1: (laughs) there you go there you go uh so yeah he says uh it's been difficult week two weeks for me guys you know what i'm talking about but he says at times like this you need your family and i couldn't have got through without my family so as a way of saying thank you and in honoring boxing week i've gotten you boxing week gifts so he unleashes the first painting and it's a painting of him and uh powerhouse Hobbs and uh is, you know just jacked to the guilds and throwing up uh, the
2: west side sign yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and uh absolutely powerhouse, the most Hobbs. caucasian thing
2: you can possibly do in a photo but yeah
1: powerhouse Hobbs is is just happy as a cat and poop and uh fans are chanting shut the f up and uh to catch gets his painting this one callus callus looks like batista He's even got like the two like tribal tattoos on his <laughs> on his. Uh... He would not pass a wellness exam. Yes. No, no, he would not. And then, uh, then they, they got another one, and it's for Kyle. And uh, they're in ca- Australia beating up kangaroos. This was the and, best. This was and, the best and, by far. In this one, he's got no tattoos. And tattoos I love so that. Taz says, up. "Oh, he lost his tattoos." Yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculous, and uh, before they can get to the fourth painting um sammy guevara comes out and i'm like oh no <laughs> i i know where this Knew is going, it as I,
2: soon as he came out too didn't yeah. yeah and
1: i don't like it because i mean literally the last time we saw him he turned on jericho mm-hmm. and uh and then you know here we are so Callis says it's like christmas all over again and sammy stopped him crowds chanting sammy He says, long time, no talk, uh, Don. And then Don says, "Did you get the gift I sent you and the kid? And that's Sammy's like, no. And Don blames the Canadian postal service. And he says, I'm glad you're here. We're doing gifts for boxing day. And I've been hauling this around for two months on the off chance. You're going to show up for work. And then Excalibur points out, you said you had the made for boxing week. And, uh, Sammy, uh, he says, uh, what do he say? Oh, yeah. So Sammy uh, pulled it off, and it's the whole – pulls off the thing, and he says, it's the whole family together. And it's 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 Callis, and it's Fletcher, and it's Hobbs, and Takeshita. And then you got Sammy in the front, and he's holding his baby, and everyone's smiling. And uh, and then he it, – you know, it's actually really nice. And the, but Sammy's mad. He says, who told you to put my baby in that? And then uh, Sam, or Callis looks at him and he says, look at it again. Your whole family is on the painting. And the fans are chatting, you effed up. Was there a little Osprey
2: in the family painting or no?
1: No, he was not. And uh, you know who else wasn't in in his whole family was Ty. But uh, yeah, I I don't, they didn't really bring her up. Um, But uh, he says, you're not exactly mentally capable of being a parent and you need all the help you can get. (laughs) callus is just brilliant at this. And, uh yeah, Josiah points out that he thought it was going to be Garcia, clearly a pivot due to Omega. I mean, yeah, I mean, they had to pivot. I just don't like going back to Garcia. I mean, they could have Garcia. They could have done something else. But I thought this was
2: an utter lack of originality and creativity. I, I really do. I think you, you, you go with an out of the box
1: choice and you try and figure it out or something. Well, like yeah, that. because the problem is, is like, again, how many times are we supposed to buy These churns how many times sammy Sammy,
2: yeah sammy has turned three or four sammy is paul orndorff in this company
1: big show yeah and then jericho just accepting it so now when sammy turns on him again yes uh you know jericho's the idiot and if jericho turns on him well it's deserved because sammy just turned on him so you know there's but you know unless they stay together for the next 10 years which you know is not going to happen but uh sammy continues he says you're worried about my parenting i said you need to be worried about leaving this group And he points out, you know, Hobbs, look at what Hobbs has done. He beat Jericho twice or to catch to beat Omega twice. Hobbs beat Jericho. Kyle Fletcher won the title. And I guess, yeah, here's where they mentioned it was the ROH title. And he says, but no one remembers it because you made this all about you. He said, lots of people messaged me while I was concussed, but I didn't hear anything from you. And then Callis says, well, you're disappointed that I didn't call you. I'm disappointed that you dropped the ball and didn't show up for work for five months because you were hurt and having babies and on maternity leave. (laughs) I like that because it's really only about two months. And uh, he says, are you going to choose your other family or the Don Callis family? But Sammy, I know you're a hothead. So before you answer, if you answer wrong, you're going to be remembered as just a big failure as a wrestler as you're about to be as a parent. And that was enough for, uh, for Sammy. So he rushes Callus, and the family attacked him. And uh, before too long, Jericho's music hits. He makes a save. He's got his bat. He destroyed all the paintings. Fans are chanting, hug it out. So they're about to shake hands, and then Sammy goes in for a hug. And Bill, Big Bill and Ricky Starks attacked. And uh, they beat on him for a while. And it was actually getting a little long. Then the lights went out, and I'm like, I was expecting the House of Black, I'll be honest with you. I figured it was going to be House of Black, FTR, you know, might as well just throw all these things together. I thought
2: it might be House of Black as well. Yeah,
1: but it was not. It was Sting and Darby. And uh, it's like, wow, okay, we haven't seen Darby in a while. And uh, they attack Ricky and Bill, and I figured okay, they're doing a three-way at the pay-per-view for the tag belts, but Mm -hmm. no. Um, Because I figured, like, Sting and uh, Darby have never been beaten as a team, so they really do deserve a tag team title shot, but Nope. It's going to be an eight man which we found out later.
2: Um here's uh something that I've been thinking about and I just lost my thought uh, <laughs> as I'm thinking about it. Uh yeah, I Sammy was right. In a in, in a lot of ways in that promo, I, I, we have completely forgotten what a big deal these wins over Omega should have been for Takeshita. Yep. And what the wins over Jericho should have meant for for Hobbs, and now they're just guys who work for Don Callis, and
1: and barely. and I,
2: and I like. Ever see them? Yeah, we haven't seen them in a while because of this tournament, mostly. But yeah. um, also on on that front, I like Callis. Don't get me wrong; I think he's one of the most compelling promos in AEW, in a, in a company that doesn't have a lot of good promo guys. But you take him, and you take the reinsertion of Stokely Hathaway this week. And you take smart Mark Sterling, and this is a point I've brought up before. We need a serious heel manager in AEW, not just a goof trying to get laughs. We need a Gary Hart in some ways, and we're not getting it. And I think that also hurts the heels in a lot of ways, and that's why we're constantly doing turns. Christian
1: is Could
2: That close but
1: but he's a wrestler that's and and
2: he also and he also likes the laugh line in there that he can get um yeah just a no-nonsense heel manager is is what i'm i'm i thought callus was
1: going to be that but
2: i did too but he's such a dope at times like like in, in terms of the beat down he like pretends like he hurt his ankle stomping sammy so yeah
1: uh, Jason points out the one thing that AEW loves more than doing nothing with people after big wins is to point out how people have done nothing after big wins, <laughs> shooting themselves in the foot. You know, I I'm going to hire thought. Jason
2: as my writer for this show from <laughs> now on because yeah, uh, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> that's.
1: Uh, oh, there was one moment that ruined a perfect promo later, which I mean, it didn't ruin it. I shouldn't that that is very much overstating it, but it was a completely unnecessary line, which we'll get to, but stuff like that
2: yeah so i mean it looks like we're gonna eventually have i mean i i would love it if bill and 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 uh starks join the Callis
1: family mm, that's interesting i never thought of that but as as I, their
2: designated tag
1: team you brought up the tournament and i mean i don't know why none of these guys were in the tournament like i i mean we're saving this them for this big omega angle oh well, you're gonna it. love i mean that's you're that's gonna love it, it yeah that's probably it, it. it and then it, it couldn't happen i mean that and to be fair they, they had no idea that was going to happen so uh backstage is renee with roddy in the kingdom and for they got a painting too oh i mean it wasn't a painting but it was behind behind an easel right after we just saw this and i, I thought that was weird but they pull it out they pull off the thing and it's basically it's the beautiful mind board with no it's the it's different... the
2: meme it's the meme from it's always sunny in philadelphia
1: well yeah okay but they got that from beautiful mind didn't they okay I mean, it's, but it's, yeah, it's, you know, all the, all roads lead to the middle and it's, you know, the, the it's also from, um, what's that Showtime show with uh, the girl from uh, the blonde? Oh, Homeland? Yes. You know, like that, that chick the with the bipolar. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember her name, but I watched every episode of the show. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's. I yeah, want to you call it
2: Claire, but that's not her name. That
1: is. No, you're right. Uh, no, no. Her actor's name is Claire Danes. Claire Danes. That's, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's basically it's a board and it's got a bunch of devil candidates. And uh, and, the, and he says, uh, he what is he, he says? Somebody's Somebody? No, John Dean's not the devil. He said the, the swervy guy with the bad teeth. <laughs> I I killed myself with that one. (laughs) Definitely not him. Um, And uh, it's MJF is the devil. And he says, Roddy says he's going to prove Max is the devil tonight or tomorrow. It doesn't matter. And he screams, Max is the devil. And he throws down his pointer. And I'm not exactly sure what the point of this was. I guess it was a red herring. Um,
2: The point was to get Roddy to start shouting random things.
1: Yeah, I guess. I did like the thing on... uh, (laughs) On... uh, on Collision, I think it was Collision or Rampage, where uh, Roddy was going down the aisle, and he's talking to the different fans, and, uh, what's your name? And, so so Kevin from the Boom is telling this story, and he says, so he's going down the ramp, and he says to one fan, Kevin, or he says, what's your name? And the guy says, Kevin, and he says, Kevin! And he says, you're an idiot. And then he, like, go, goes, you know, goes to somewhere else, and then James just asks him, he says, was that you? <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Random burials by, by
2: James McDaniel. Yes. Yeah,
1: like he, you know, like there's only one Kevin in the crowd, but, um, but the fact that he called him an idiot, I guess, is why James just assumed it was Kevin Ealy. Um, <laughs> that's not what he meant, but that's how it came off, and I, I just killed myself laughing when Kevin told that story. Uh, we got a rundown for World's End. It's uh, MJF and Samoa Joe for the AW title. Tony versus Reho. Uh, Swerve and Keith Lee, Andrade Alilo versus Miro, uh, Julia Hart versus Abaddon for the TBS title. Chris Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland for the TNT title. John Moxley versus the winner of Danielson and Eddie Kingston for the Continental Classic Championship as well as the Modern American Triple Crown. Did I get all that branding right? I think <laughs> I, think I, I did. did. I think you did. Yeah. Um. All right. And uh that match is next. So is Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston in a blue league final. And uh, let me just see how long. Okay. Yeah. I wrote down a lot here. Let me just say these two beat the shit out of each other. And it was wonderful. And it's funny because the announcers were talking about how Eddie Kingston takes a beating, and nobody takes a beating like him. And as they're telling that, I'm watching Eddie Kingston beat the shit out of Danielson. So I'm like, I'm not sure what exactly they were watching, but I mean, not to say that Danielson didn't beat on him too, but while they were saying that, it it was the exact opposite was happening on the screen. But the the crowd was 100% behind Eddie. They were chanting, let's go, Eddie. There's a dueling chant that I couldn't make out at first, but then the announcers actually explained it. It was, let's go, Eddie. He's no bum. Let's go, Eddie. He's no bum. So it was like, no, Danielson. Danielson does the yes kicks at one point, which normally will get the fans going, yes, yes, they're chanting, no, no, no. Like Danielson, he does near the end, he does the, uh, I'm going to kick his head in. And normally the fans will chant along or they'll scream. They booed. Um, Josiah, did they do an ad break? Yes, they did two ad breaks. They went through two breaks, which they almost never do. Um, It was... This was, match was glorious. There was a great story in the match. Danielson was working over Eddie's arm. At one point, Eddie was fighting with one hand. Um, there was uh, Eddie, Danielson went for the, Danielson hit the Basaka knee near the end and it, it would normally be the finish. The announcers didn't even point this out, but Eddie got his arm up and blocked the kick partially. So that's why it didn't get a finish. And it was, I thought it was brilliant. And the announcers didn't even point it out which um, was great. Eddie chopped the crap out of Danielson. His chest was beat red by the end of it. Um, Kingston was just the best baby face ever. There was a couple spots where Danielson was just beating on him, beating on him. Eddie looked like he was out, like his eyes were rolling in the back of his head. The ref was asking him, are you out? The second time this happened was after the kick his head in spot, and he was out on the ground, and the ref's like, are you, are you there, Eddie? Can you can continue? And that's where Eddie stuck up his middle finger. And uh, that was, you know, key spot that you had talked about. And that's when the fans started chanting Eddie. And then Brian charged at him. And then Eddie hit him with the back fist and a half and a half suplex. Goes for another back fist. Danielson blocked it. Then Eddie spun around and hit another one. Then another one. Then he hit a power bomb and a stack cover and got the win. This match was freaking incredible. I gave it five stars. I feel like I might have underrated it. It was unreal. This match may have been the best match in dynamite history. I that I'll say. I don't think the first one was, but actually I still like Danielson Garcia better like from last year. I I I love that match so much. Um but this was unbelievable.
2: Brian Danielson was a fantastic heel in this match. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: The constant taunting and the constant talking and the constant almost he was doing crowd work. Oh yeah, during this match and it was so great I have been somewhat critical of Eddie Kingston at times cuz I to me he's far more of a presence than a wrestler. There were some small things in here he did that were absolutely fantastic. Like there there's a the part where they do, he's doing the yes kicks and he's setting them up and Kingston has this look of just being absolutely miserable and being in the ring at that moment. And I thought that was such a that was such a great thing. And I don't know if that was a real moment where it's like, God, I gotta take these effing kicks and I don't want to <laughs> do them. But at the same time, you're watching going like Eddie Kingston, if he could do a pivot away from invoking his mental issues every time he does a promo and pivot to being blue collar solid, could be Dusty Rhodes in this Federation. He might already be. If he was ten years younger,
1: he would be. Yeah.
2: yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's a little bit older, too old to do it. I mean, he's he's, he's more Terry
1: Funk. He's more Terry Funk in you know in ECW, maybe. See, I, I think the new the all Japan Superfan thing hurts him a little bit.
2: Because he's not as good as all of his heroes and i think they know but get... he's
1: but he's he's all clearly inspired by them and he's, he's clearly
2: inspired by him but but the stuff he does that's inspired by him looks sloppy at times yeah so so it's it's one of those things where you you take the good with the bad but yeah no this match was great uh him turning danielson's chest into hamburger was fantastic yeah more chops from these guys, please more chops. But yes, the 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 under look of misery from from Kingston is the thing I took from this match. I go, that's such a real moment where it's like you're getting your ass beat and you know it's not going to stop. And here's a little bit more ass beaten for you. <laughs>
1: you and and you know what we it. didn't. You know what we didn't see at the end of this. We didn't see Danielson kick out it. At- 3.1 and we didn't see a
2: handshake which was fine with nope. me too
1: and danielson laid on the ground for minutes after sold it like, he sold the beat, oh, yeah. which was nice yeah no um this is, this is yeah unreal. I, and I it really got better
2: yeah no i know and then and, and, and then this this follow-up thing was fantastic
1: too yeah so you know my thing is i write down these promos and i try to recreate them and i'm gonna try here but i'm gonna fail <laughs> but I i wrote down some stuff so Mox comes out to confront Eddie and I like that. He stopped to check on Danielson first, which was a nice touch and Danielson rolls out of the ring and uh, Mox has got a mic and, and, uh and crowd crowds chanting for Eddie and Eddie's like, speak your mind. Let's go. And then Mox says, all right. He says, all I've ever asked of you is 100% your best for a guy who's angry at the whole world. You got a lot of people that love you, man. Listen to this building. Everyone here in Orlando loves Eddie Kingston. Everyone all over the world loves Eddie Kingston everyone in the building will love you on saturday they don't care if you win or lose they deserve your maximum effort it says but i know you better than you know yourself i know you can't beat i know you can't beat you me and or i know that i know that you can't beat me and you know that you can't beat me and you've already lost you're already making excuses it says a couple of years ago i gave you a shot of a lifetime i let you go out on your shield this time you don't get one favor you want to be the triple crown champ like all your heroes? You're gonna to have to earn every ounce of it. And then Eddie takes the mic and he says, "You talked enough. Don't treat me like your young boy, bitch." Utah. I just,
2: I just absolutely love. Uh, you know, he, he also swallowed. me. You've talked enough, asshole. He swallowed that, that asshole yeah. right there too. That was kind of nice. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I, I undersold that. He says, "Don't treat me like your young boy, bitch, Yuda. I'm not a young guy. I broke in before you. You're lucky I let you breathe." I hate myself more than I hate anyone else. But on Saturday, the king of the bums is going to push you. You told me when I wanted to quit AEW, you aren't allowed to quit. We need you around here to shape the younger guys. I'm going to give you everything I have. You better show off your fighting spirit because I'm going to show you mine. And then he could have just stopped, but he says, "That's my outline, Tofa." It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I. I mean, it didn't ruin the promo but it was totally unnecessary
2: but yeah but i think it was it. also i also think he he probably went to production and said you'll know my outline when you hear it and it's like uh oh well, maybe he doesn't um yeah or at least he did he didn't know what his outline was at the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> till he till he started talking That said... um but it was
1: uh, unbelievable i, I, like, went I didn't back do it and, just
2: i went a little back and forth on this because i wasn't sure if moxley's part was great or or confusing because i love moxley going baby face pump up the baby face pump up the baby face pump up the baby face but just remember i'm the heel and i love that little like just sticking the dagger in there and said look all these people love you they're great this is this is that. This is the oh man! Look at how these people love you. Look at how these people love you. Still gonna kick your ass because I'm the heel. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the the self loathing stuff from Eddie. It just needs a little bit of a break, just a little bit of a back off. But I get it's part of the character, King of the Bums. Um. I liked that Moxley invoked, yeah, all your heroes held the triple crown. It's almost like driving it in like, yeah, and if you lose, you'll be disappointing your heroes too, type of a thing. I thought that was a nice little delicious evil twist to it uh, while getting inside Eddie's head. And I I liked when when Moxley left to go up the ring, he pointed to his head. He goes, I'm inside his head almost. It's like that was – that was a really nice little touch. So, yeah, no, I, I really liked this tent. I really liked the uh, – I actually wanted 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 uh, Kingston to remind him, hey, I've always had your back and I've always been your best friend. You're the one who turned on me type of a thing um, to bring back that history. But, no, I, I, this, this was a great, great promo segment from two That's guys amazing. who were really good at them.
1: You know what's amazing about this is that I don't think there's a person on – the planet Earth that thinks that Eddie Kingston isn't winning on Saturday, but we're all looking forward to this match.
2: We're looking and... forward to this match. I'm going <laughs> I have been thinking about this because I figured out once Kingston got into the finals that this is just to give him all those titles back. Yeah, I think Eddie Kingston works better not winning titles. I gotta be honest with you. I think oh, he's yeah. the Tommy Dreamer of this company, where you like you keep him from the title and you keep stringing people along into that because i don't think he moves business as the champion
1: well i don't think this belt is designed
2: to move business but nobody's beaten most of your upper card main eventers to get here so
1: the key is is what you do after this like are you going to elevate this belt are you going to do what you did with orange cassidy and make it a main event title or is it just going to be kingston showing up every, every month once a month with this belt around his arm and doing indie matches all over the place defending it
2: well the problem is then you have to beat people who are in this tournament who you want to still be in the upper echelon of this card like like Kingston can't beat Swerve at this point one-on-one to defend these titles
1: well no but Orange Cassidy didn't do that either not until he got to Moxley right so I mean if he goes on a long run and beats like everybody that's not on that upper level people will talk about it as a legendary title reign
2: Maybe, but I mean, if he's beating the same guy's uh, orange beat on that, you know, like, oh, you're going to be facing Phoenix this week. You're going to be facing Commander. You're going to be facing.
1: matches will be great. Miro, you know, I mean, you can do all this stuff. You know, Fletcher, you know, like you can do these matches. I guess. You can bring in guys from the outside. You know, the If Um, he's
2: a traveling champ, I think that's even better, especially if he goes to like New Japan and defends
1: this title. I'm cool with that. Yeah, and I imagine he will. All right. So Is there find- a, hold on.
2: Is there any chance that Moxley actually wins this?
1: Well, I mean, it, I mean, you pointed out the reason that he should. Um, but if he does, then they really got to do something with this belt. Right. No. no, Josiah, I'm not. I'm not dismissing no, nobody's the rank No, I'm we're saying just, if just... they want it to be something, they've actually got to build it up. Yeah, that's and I'm
2: all. and I'm pondering his place in a, in a company with yeah. a lot of belts and a lot of guys that you want to push as big deals.
1: That's that. But awesome. we've also just seen it. We saw a guy in Orange Cassidy who is probably in a similar spot on the card as Eddie, take a belt that was a joke and make it a main event title.
2: Well, yes, but it's also funny because before this tournament began, we all thought that this was going to be the ascension of Swerve. And we 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 kind of dis. I think a lot of us dismiss the fact that this was going to be handed right back to Eddie Kingston.
1: Well, I, I know that there were people that were basically telling me that right from the beginning, right? And and me saying, well, if they're doing that, then you know, what am I? Why am I supposed to scare about this tournament next year? Yeah. But I guess it's all the great matches, you know. And and again, this finals couldn't have been better. So and and we still have one more match, which I'm sure is going to be great too on on Saturday. So
2: I really like the idea of a tag team version of this, but that's me. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, know, me too. And I also like the idea of moving this to, uh, you know, early late spring, early summer, and giving the winner a uh, the title shot at all in, um, as opposed to doing it for the triple crown. Yeah,
2: no, I think I think uh, what was it us or was it me on another show? I think that it was that us said that. Yeah, that, that 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 put that out there at first. It's like yes, make this the biggest deal in the company, and then you main event the biggest show in the company. I like that. Yeah,
1: um, Jason Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, yeah. Um, and all right, we finally got Lexi Nair with Christian and, uh, Shayna and Nick. Um, and, uh, Christian was quick to point out that she's now mother Wayne and the prodigy, Nick Wayne. Uh, they point out that Adam hasn't, has, or they said that Adam has arrived and we're going to get it after the break. So They come back from the break. Copeland shows up and he immediately attacked Nick. And then he attacked Christian Security's in to break it up. Copeland fights off all the security. Christian takes off into another room and goes down the hall a bunch of wrestlers show up, and uh, I didn't recognize a lot of them. There's a couple of them wearing cowboy hats. I think Brian Keith might have been Brian in there. Brian Keith
2: was one, and I wasn't sure if that was Manders or if that was uh, one of the the Von Erics. Von Erichs, yes. yeah. I thought I thought okay. one of them
1: was one of the Von Erichs too. Um, and uh, Top Flight in action, Dreddy were definitely in there. Serpentico
2: um, definitely in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're all trying to break break everything up. They run down the hall. We got five guys holding Kevin uh, Adam Copeland back. Kevin Matthews is in the middle of the two groups and uh, as they haul Adam Copeland away, Christian's calling him a coward, which was a nice, you jumped
2: me from behind.
1: Yeah. Okay. Josiah confirms it is, it was a Von Eric. So I guess they must've been signed because they're in Orlando now. So I think uh, this was taped last week. Oh, okay. That's Ah. my opinion. You know what? You might be honest. Because Brian Keith also, you know, unless he got signed, and I didn't hear he got signed.
2: Yeah, and he was in, in the middle of the brawl too.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, Tuan Mack thinks it was last week. I did, That didn't even occur to me, but it makes a lot of sense then. Because also Lexi, you know, we didn't see her on anything else. So, yeah, they probably taped it last Saturday um, when uh, Christian and uh, Copeland were both there. So, uh, All right. We got Chris Statlander and Sky Blue. And uh this match this is a Tony Khan special. Yeah, I will say this match was OK. It was, it was maybe even a little good, but it, wasn't bad. it, it existed for Stokely Hathaway to do uh, stand up comedy on the microphone. Um it, it, There's some storyline going on that I don't quite understand. He's all of a sudden interested in the women's division and Chris Statlander. He says he cares about the women's division and wants to see it thrive. And uh, Shivani asked him how he got info from the women's locker room, and he says people talk to me. They just don't get mad because they don't talk to you. I think he wants so, to turn Willow
2: Nightingale against Chris Stapp.
1: That's what I'm thinking, but like they never talk about that. And at one point, somebody brought up Willow, and the Sky blew them off. So uh, Shivani called him a troublemaker. Uh, Stoke said that Statneller needs to change her attitude, and he's got her best interests at heart. Um, and Stoke Stoke started. Trying to tell a story about his cousin Leon and Excalibur kept trying to call the match. And then Stokely finally told him to stop interrupting me. And he said, He works at AutoZone. He twisted his ankle and he's been out of work for five years. And, uh, but Chris Statlander, she tore both her quads and she was back in five months. So uh, he said, She's impressive. And uh, Shivani, uh, he said, Shivani coughs and he's out of work. And Shivani said, I wish. And uh, they went through break. They come back from break. The crowd was dead. But they picked up when Statlander made her comeback and uh, starts hitting clotheslines. Then Stoke, br- Stoke brought up all the people that she's beat, and he points out that she hasn't been pinned in 19 months, which I didn't even realize. So I, I guess the when she lost the belt, it must have been a multi-person match. It was in the three-way, yeah. With, um... Okay, so yeah. So she hasn't been pinned in 19 months. Keep that in mind. And, uh, and then, uh, sky hit a code blue and it was actually a good one. Like, you know, sometimes she, yeah, no, things, was, anyway. no,
2: I, I made a note of that. I go, that was actually yeah. a good code blue by her.
1: Uh, but sky, uh, sky kicked it or a uh, stat kicked out. Then sky came off the top, but stat caught her and went for a power bomb. Sky reversed that. And then stat double reversed it and hit a power bomb and sky barely kicked out of that one. And I wrote down, well, that should have been the finish, but since it wasn't, uh, that probably means Sky's winning. And the crowd, I think, figured that out too, because the crowd was dead from that point on. And then Excalibur asked what Stoke has against Willow. And he says nothing. She just likes to run her mouth. So, you know, that was just kind of out of nowhere. And uh, Stat set up a superplex. Sky slipped out. Uh, Julia, or she distracted the ref, and that allowed Julia Hart to show up out of nowhere and attack Statlander. And Sky gave her the kick to the face in the turnbuckle. Then she did an avalanche code blue and got the pin. And uh first time Statliner's been pinned in 19 months, and it was in a nothing match that was a backdrop for Stokely Hathaway comedy.
2: With interference.
1: Yes. Before
2: so, this story. Um, yeah. I'm I'm currently looking up how many matches Sky Blue has had on Dynamite this year.
1: Okay, so she apparently or- has wrestled more than any man or woman in AEW this year.
2: This is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Huh? I'm Just sorry. Saying. It's ridiculous,
2: yeah. especially in a world where apparently Nyla Rose no longer exists.
1: Or Emmy Sakura. Or, or,
2: or, well, Emmy at least gets on Ring of Honor occasionally. Nana um, does too. And Lana, yeah. Taya Valkyrie has not been seen in a while, other than. The,
1: she's on Ring of Honor as well. She, she was she's on probably, the Ring of Honor. She's going to be now. the ROH Women's TV champion. because oh, she? Yeah. Johnny TV, and, you know,
2: yeah. Uh,. Yeah. <laughs> he could do with less sky blue. Um, and I'm look but the the angle with Julia Hart, fine. Uh happy that Abaddon's getting kind of a mini push because I think she's worked her ass off yeah. to get it in shape. So I'm happy, always happy about that. Uh a little disappointing. scene, uh I'm a fan of Queen Aminata. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> she, she uh wrestled on Rampage last Yeah, I thought, I thought I yeah. thought she
2: she had a bit of a run there where she was teaming with uh emmy and and nyla and whatnot and just chopping the crap out of people and i was enjoying i did
1: like sky and julie as a tag team on saturday i thought they were they worked really well as a tag team okay yeah
2: well we'll see if we can get past the spooky stuff what happens um yeah i what did you think of the way they brought back thunder rosa because I thought that should have been something that was hyped versus just kind of well, a surprise. Leaving the, I can't email remember if we announced. talked about this last week. Maybe we might we, have, but I'm. When she ran
1: up, into you know. the ring, I thought it was Ty Mello.
2: Like yeah, I didn't even realize did. it was Mello. That's Rosa. what you say. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, um, yeah. And then okay. we, she wrestled once, and we haven't. Yeah, we we haven't seen her. I don't
2: know. I, Stokely just makes a convoluted angle even more convoluted. I think that's the problem here for me. Yeah. Yeah. Is like it's like okay. We were originally going to. It looked like we we're going to turn Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale because of the mist to Julia Hart's side. and then all of a sudden we skip that, and then we go back to Julia, or we go back to Sky Blue being dark and spooky.
1: And they were also churning Willow at that time, and then they scrapped that.
2: Yeah, oh, no, and the,
1: yeah, they scrapped. The, I, I said that they scrapped the
2: Willow oh. part too. Yeah, um, okay. and now we're gonna get a Willow Chris, maybe Stokely goes in between and tries to.
1: Yeah, and it ends up turning Willow, so he's going to end up managing Willow against Stat. Pro-
2: I think Willow might be a terrible heel. I'm,
1: I'm oh yeah, that. I mean she's a total natural babyface. Yeah. and I don't think turning Statlander heel is a bad idea at all. Actually, um, you know, so her and her and Willow, you know, against each other would probably be a really good match. Um,
2: yeah, and, and and I agree with – I think the commentary was just – li- I mean, Stokely was too much, popping everybody at the same time. And yeah. even to the point where where Shabani at one point goes, hey, this is a really good match here, guys.
1: Yep, yep. And then he's like, stop interrupting. I'm trying to tell a story. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's like,
2: okay, who do we want to get over here? Do we want to get yeah. over the match or do we want to get over
1: Stokely? And that's, that's the problem with That Stokely. was the tug of war here. That's the problem with Stokely is, yes. is it's all about Stokely. Uh, Sky attacked her after the match, and Julia was watching on. Then Julia hit her with a lariat from behind. Sky puts on her submission move. Willow makes a save, fights them off, and uh, the crowd popped for her running in. But then when the music was off, uh, they just kind of went quiet. And then Abaddon came out and confronted Julia and Sky on the ramp, and so they took off through the crowd. and uh, I
2: think Stab was one who yelled, She's gonna eat you. I was like, Yeah, that's yeah. a little much. <laughs>
1: yeah. I couldn't make out what she was saying, but yeah, that that, that must have been it. Uh, we go to the back with Renee, and she's with Ruby and Soraya. And she tells Ruby, you're facing Marina Shafir on uh, on Saturday, Friday. And what do you think about that But before she can answer? Soraya interrupts her. And she's got her something special for Rampage. I got you oh. a little helper.
2: Oh. And it's Harley. The return of Harley Cameron. <laughs> yes. Out of and- QTV hell. Yeah, Where she was actually and, pretty good. I thought she was actually pretty good in those sketches. But yes.
1: So so Soraya tells her that she's great with her hands. And uh and then Ruby's phone rings. And then Soraya says, is that Angelo? Because in case everyone's forgot, he's Angelo Parker and not Jeff Parker. Um, I think that's just me because I'm the one who always forgets that he's Angelo Parker. And then Harley pulls out a knife. And she's got like this wild look on her face and she's swinging this knife around. And Soraya is like, not here. And she pulls her off stage. Renee has like got this, like what the, <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell's going on here, but this storyline just got weird.
2: Harley is here armed with her ample bosom and a knife,
1: kitchen knife, a giant yeah. kitchen knife to act I How she? Yeah. I don't know how she hid that knife. Like, I guess it was behind her back. It was know. behind her back. Yes. Okay. For the punchline. Uh, yeah, it was just out of nowhere. So on Rampage, uh, we're going to see that match. And we're also going to hear from Jericho. Uh, Wheeler Yuta is going to defend his pure title against Matt Siddell, uh, literally 24 hours before he faces Hook. And, uh, and we're going to get top flight against Orange Cassidy, Rocky, and Trent that they set up earlier. And then World's End, Zero Hour, there's going to be a 20-man Battle Royal because Tony loves his Battle Royals. And the winner gets a TNT title match anytime, anywhere, anyplace they want. Um, Adam Copeland should just enter that too. Uh, and uh, Wheeler and uh, Hook are going to battle for the FTW title on Zero Hour. So last time the FTW title was defended on Zero Hour, it it went really well. So I'm sure that'll happen again.
2: You think I will get slammed through a windshield? Um
1: You know what? This wouldn't be the worst place in the world for Jack Perry to come back. (laughs) Um, And uh, they did another World's End rundown, and it was basically the same matches as before, but they did add an eight-man tag, which is going to be Jericho, Sammy, Sting, and Darby against Hobbs, Kyle Fletcher, Big Bill, and Ricky Starks. And they go to commercial, and uh, I actually caught up with the feed at this point. And there's five minutes left in the show. By the way, just... this
2: eight this eight man tag will all be worth it if Callis is on commentary and Fletcher takes the pin <laughs> and, and calls him worthless and an embarrassment to the family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's coming back as the devil? De- Jason. Is uh, this well, he's coming back. Uh, as oh, the he
2: devil? So the, the the joke that Jungle Boy was the devil.
1: Oh yeah. Oh God, I um. So they go they cut to commercial curse, they go to commercial. There's five minutes left in the show, and they're advertising that when we come back, it's gonna be an ROH tag team title match. Uh Samoa Joe and MJF against the Devil's Henchman or the Devil's Masked Men. So I'm like, okay, first of all, we're getting an overrun. And secondly, we're getting an angle. Like we're not getting a match. Um so they come back from break and Justin Roberts starts to do his ring intros, but the masked men they just come in through the crowd. And Justin doesn't even introduce them. They don't get any music. They just get in the ring. So MJF gets his entrance. And uh, then Justin Roberts announces Samoa Joe, but they cut to the back. And Joe's laid out. And he's holding his knee. And he's selling it. Doing a way better job that, than anyone's ever sold any of these devil attacks. Um, except I knew damn well he had never not got attacked. Like, you know, it, it was painfully obvious but uh max insists i'm doing this match and he's all fired up and he's firing up the crowd and i'm just thinking you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs)
2: stupid baby face syndrome is real
1: Oh yeah uh yeah i yeah i cannot tell you how much i hated this josiah says joe got a reaction but the crowd noticeably went quiet and barely chanted for mgf when he was attacked
2: we'll get to and our reactions Let's yeah he's normally
1: positive so they they started out they actually kind of had a match um you know mgf was just running wild on these uh two people under, under mass i don't know who they were i'm assuming it was probably Taven and bennett but
2: i think it was Taven and bennett
1: yeah um, but uh, he, you know, he's he's actually doing well. He attacked one of them, stomped a mud hole in him, took out the other guy. Then they made a tag. Uh, they go, The other one attacked him, but MJF Backbody dropped him out of the ring. Fans are chanting, he's our scumbag. Mass says, do you want me to unmask this piece of shit? And he, he's about to pull off the mask, and then some guy come up from under the ring and hit Max with a pipe. And uh, they get back in the ring, and they made a tag. And one of the guys hit a heat seeker on him, and he pinned him with the feet on the ropes. I'm pretty sure Bryce was staring right at the the feet, and uh, and then he called for the pin. You know, the mask guys are the champs. Two more guys sw- swarm the ring and uh, start beating on Max. And so we got new ROH tag team champions, but we don't know who they are. And uh, Joe's music hits, and he limps out. All with right, the we chair. usually
2: don't know who the ROH tag champs are,
1: but continues. <laughs> this is true. Um, and uh, so yeah, the mask guys. Uh, Joe's music hits. He comes out with a chair. the security's trying to hold him back, but he gets through them and uh, the mask guys leave. Joe helped him up, and uh all of a sudden the devil's on the screen, and Max is looking at him, and Joe's behind Max with the chair and uh and then the uh and then uh the the devil doesn't say anything, but then Lion goes on the screen and it says, "Pleasure doing business with you and master business doing business with both of you. Is that what it said? Yes. I thought it said just pleasure doing business with you. Okay. Pleasure doing business with both of you. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I missed that key part of it, but, mm-hmm. uh, but Max with Joe standing behind him, doesn't figure this out. He continues to stare at the screen and Joe looks at the chair takes, it wasn't long. It was a couple seconds, but then he, did he, the,
2: he did the devil thing with the mask where he tilts his head to an angle yeah. and then hit it with the chair.
1: Yeah. Hit him with the chair
2: Josiah, and... I disagree. It said both. Did it? Okay, I don't think it did. I don't know. It might have. I don't know. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was a pleasure doing business with both of you. Or with. I you. was just a friend. I deferred
1: it was. Uh... Yeah, uh, Josiah hates this WWE style nonsense book. He Thought it was Taven and Ben. Well, too, well let, doing let, no one let's let's let's
2: let's get to the thing. Number one, Joe did a nice job of then not selling the knee. I thought that was nice, and Tony Schiavone called him on it. But yes, this angle sucks because the whole point was, and I get that. Oh, this makes Joe a liar. It doesn't make me interested in the match more. I really wanted Joe to get MJF to the title match in the best shape of his life. And I I thought that was the more interesting choice here.
1: So I think, I
2: think think the choice is going to be that Adam Cole is still a ROH tag team champion because he's the devil and he has preserved it for himself.
1: That could be, I mean, Max is an idiot for trusting Joe. Yes. Max is an idiot for wanting to defend, The ROH tag team titles by himself when he's got a title match on Sunday. Oh, and I didn't point out, he's also like taped up from like all across his body. He's got a shoulder harness. He's got mask and tape all over him. He's completely beat up. Like he shouldn't be in this match in the first place. And now he's going to wrestle them again by himself. And Joe has a
2: main event presence without the help of a stable or anything is infinitely more cooler than him as part of a stable in some way.
1: Well, I do, you know, and, and the way this was played off was that Joe made a deal with the devil. Yeah. So so it was, they they did this to set up Max. And yeah, so, so if goes, he
2: did, he's probably not a part of this either. He's probably just... Right. Yeah. He
1: basically hired the devil or he's working with the devil. Um, the devil. But yes. now we've got, now we're going into Long Island and you've got Babyface Champion on the ropes. He's all beat up. He's just gotten beat up by Joe He's got all the devil and his henchmen and all these guys around. And he's defending against Joe. I mean, I mean it looks like he's going to lose the belt, but how do you beat Max in his hometown?
2: Oh, he's beating Joe with a kangaroo kick. <laughs> We've gotten the spookiness out of the way. <laughs> now, now we're going to get fiery babyface MJF in his hometown going for laughs, and he's going he's to beat Joe with a kangaroo kick.
1: Okay, let's, (laughs) I I mean, let's just, let's table that for a second. Let's just say. In my heart, you know I'm right. Let's just say the logical thing plays out and Joe beats MJF in Long Island in their debut. Which before
2: this angle, I was thinking. I thought before this angle, yes, it's perfect for Joe to take the title from him and maybe he's. In his hometown? Behind it. Well, you know, for heat.
1: For heat. So we're WWE now. Yes. Oh shit! Everything else about this has been WWE, (laughs) because I mean, this is why not? This is, I mean, this is where we're at now. I actually made a point uh, in while I was watching the show tonight. You remember when AEW first started, and um, people would get the hometown wins. It was well, no, that that too. But you remember when they would do matches, and Excalibur would be doing his commentary, and then they would just they would just go to commercial. Like you would barely have time to pitch to it. The wrestlers would have no idea they were going to commercial. They're just wrestling a match. Like, you know, they they cut off in the middle of a move. And now, when they go to commercial, they do a spot to the outside. Excalibur's voice picks up. And, like, it's exactly the same as as WWE now yes, when they is. go to commercial. And they're beating people in their hometowns, and we're getting spooky angles with devils. And... No, my
2: my my point was, you know, if you if if you were to if you're to keep all this devil stuff out of the Joe MJF thing, and to crown Joe as the title holder in there, and then you reveal the devil later, maybe I don't know, but you make Joe the big bad of this company. It would be awesome for Joe to do that in terms of that. But no, of course not. Max is going to win, is going to beat this title. Then Cole's going to get revealed as the devil.
1: So, I I mean, I suppose if if they do, yeah, I mean, you could do that. And then, yeah, maybe the devil shows up after the match and then confronts him and then he takes, you know, he reveals himself. Or the devil, and then the reveals-
2: and or the minions beat up Joe, and then the devil eventually reveals himself as Cole, and then MJF thinks that the devil's on his side, and the minions then beat up him.
1: That could be, and that could happen during the match. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and uh, this is
2: going to be an overbooked main event, in my opinion, unless they do the unless he do the finals of the uh, tournament as a main event, which I think is a much stronger idea, to be honest with I you. I just
1: like I I can't imagine MJF in his hometown not being in the main event, but. I mean, if they're going to take the title off him, mean, it probably shouldn't be the main event. It should be Eddie. Yeah, and it's Eddie's hometown too. So. And it's Eddie's
2: hometown too. So yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you could you could always disappoint them with MJF and come back with the Eddie win.
1: Yeah, and MJF, for all we know, I mean, he might not be fully healed either. Like this might end up just being an angle.
2: Do you like, think? There's, see, do you think there's anybody out there who has figured out a way in their mind? Uh, MJF could still be the devil here. Uh... <laughs> Because you know, there's one person. I just well, Roderick like,
1: Strong. Yeah. Uh, yes, Roderick
2: Strong. <laughs> Max <laughs> is the devil. All right, explain this then. Well, well
1: he didn't really want the RH Tag Team titles. He he tried to screw his best friend Adam Cole.
2: <laughs> there's two devils and two sets of minions, and they're gonna yeah. fight
1: now. <laughs> Oh God!
2: These weren't MJF's minions. These were Adam Cole's minions. MJF's minions were weren't there that night. But it's uh, it's the pinnacle.
1: <laughs> oh God! All right, we do this before every pay per view. Yeah, uh, let's do some quick picks. Uh, the eight man tag doesn't matter, but Sting. Yeah, Sting. I mean, Sting hasn't lost at all in the yes. uh, thing, so he's not losing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably gonna pin. Uh, I would have him pin like big bill and then maybe you set up a tag team title match but
2: that could be it too
1: yeah uh the uh hook and wheeler are uh obviously well i shouldn't say it's obvious i don't know i uh, probably probably hook right
2: yeah it has to be hook i think
1: yeah maybe May i think we're, i'm calling it we're gonna see jack perry return here okay. uh, uh 20 man battle right for the tnt title match i mean who knows could be anybody right luchasaurus oh there you go Kill switch, Maybe uh, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold prediction here, and I'm gonna say Mustafa Ali.
2: Actually, I'm gonna make a bold position. This is where Jack Perry comes back.
1: Oh, that could be. Yeah, yeah. And he wins. And
2: <laughs> to, and he comes back with- to another <laughs> damn TNT title angle but, but with it, Christian.
1: Okay, so you're calling Jack Perry. I'm not. I'm not, I'm actually gonna scale back just a touch. I'm not necessarily saying Mustafa Ali, but I'm going to say it's one of the WWE cast offs is going to come in here and win and I win.
2: Okay. I don't think they do that. I think they might debut one in here, but he doesn't win.
1: I say he's going to win and challenge, uh, you know, whoever wins between Christian and Copeland. That's okay. It. All I'm right. Cool with that. And then uh, I just got to find the, I uh, had the uh, rundown here of the other matches. MJF and Joe. I I guess we're on opposite sides. He's kind of already said, right? Um No, I'm I, saying I,
2: Kangaroo kick. MJF's winning this. Yeah,
1: and I'm saying Joe's winning. Really? So, okay. Yeah. yeah I we're full WWE at this point. Uh Tony Storm and Riho. Tony Storm. Yeah, obviously. With Mariah I, May's help. Yeah, the match is Tony and Mariah. So, that that's the big one. Uh Swerve and Keith Lee? Oh, Swerve. Got to be Swerve, yeah. Uh this one's tough. Andrade and Miro? I mean doesn't really matter, does it? Good lord. Uh how, who I, how do you get one of these guys to lose? Like
2: <laughs> CJ Perry turns on Andrade and joins Miro.
1: Oh, they could do that. I, I'm gonna call Andrade just to be different. Okay.
2: Um I'm fine with either. This is actually a match I'm looking forward to. Julie but I Hart do and love Abad- Andrade. I do love Andrade with all my Julie
1: heart. Hart and Abaddon for the TBS title.
2: Uh, Julia Hart and, uh, let's hope they don't stink up the
1: joint. No. And probably we'll get, uh, you know, the next challenger, you know, after this probably would probably Statlander, I would think. Uh, cause I don't think she got her one-on-one rematch yet. So
2: actually, uh, you know what, Jason brings up a good question because of the surgery. will C.J. Perry actually
1: be there. Oh yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Oh god, Aces Nates versus Black Scorpions.
2: Here for it. Uh, uh, oh Al, I should have Al ask Perez this. needs to play it. We'll have Al Perez versus D'Lo Brown and I'll be fantastic. I should
1: have asked this uh, after the MJF Joe thing, but are we gonna see the? are we gonna find out who the devil is? We have Saturday?
2: to because this is stupid. It's getting yeah. stupider by the day. Let, let's get rid of this and move on with our lives.
1: I agree. We have to find out who the devil is. It, in
2: devil. in our in our awards at the end of the year, this is gonna be the angle that I want erased.
1: Uh I'll Maybe. give a sneak peek. What I'm gonna say, yeah, because we have that deleted award. Yes. Uh my delete would be AW Collision. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, cause that started a whole chain <laughs> of stuff. And I'll I'll explain it more on, on uh when we do the show. I think we're recording it Monday, Sunday or Monday. Uh sometime after World's End. Uh all right, Christian Copeland for the TNT title. Boy. It's a tough one. See,
2: it also depends on who wins that battle royal.
1: Yeah, that um, might be a giveaway.
2: I think you crown Copeland,
1: I but I can ten- see
2: every excuse to give it to keep Christian as the most powerful heel in the mid card.
1: I am going to say that it's likely going to be Christian, which is going to end up leading somehow, and I don't know how. To oh wait, hold on,
2: I know what it is now. Okay, here we go. What? Edge wins this title, but Nick Wayne wins the Battle Royal.
1: Oh, okay. Then he gives Christian his title shot.
2: <laughs> well, no, maybe. That could be what happens, yeah. or Christian tries to take it from him, yeah.
1: Yeah, Copeland to have TNT main event matches. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I, I'm going to say that I think Christian's going to win, and somehow it's going to end up leading to Christian and Copeland reuniting. Because I do think that Christian and Copeland against Sting and Darby is the main event for Revolution.
2: All right. I can see that.
1: Yeah. Uh, But I don't know how we get there. That's the problem. Uh, All right. And John Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston for the. uh, Actually, you know
2: what? Sting taking the title off of Christian at Revolution seems like the choice here. And that he retires as TNT champion because he's meant so much to Turner in wrestling.
1: You know what? That would be great. And and then they could just crown a new one. Because I was
2: thinking for a while, maybe they give Sting the title, the big title shot for AEW, and he retires the main champ, and then they do a tournament for the title.
1: And don't but... they actually? Don't they? Um, I think they still recognize Brody Lee as a TNT champion. They do. Yeah, so they do the same thing with Sting. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. So yeah, maybe Christian keeps it until uh, until then. Although I do like the idea of Ric Flair churning on Sting in his last match. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think it kind of has to happen, but uh, maybe it doesn't. It backfires. That's what
2: I'm hoping for. I hope it doesn't yeah. backfires. And then we never see uh, Ric Flair again.
1: And Moxley and Kingston. I I think we both are calling Kingston, right?
2: Yeah, I think you have to.
1: Yeah, and he's the Triple Crown champ. And then we see what happens. And and again, I uh going back to Josiah's point earlier I'm not down on it I mean on the surface it's like okay you know we're right back where we started we did this whole tournament and Eddie's just got the same belts again but it's about what you do after that
2: yeah and the follow-ups are always weak and I think it's weird because I think they've just decided that uh the was it the all Atlantic turning into the international is no longer going to be a travel belt It's going to be an orange Cassidy belt. So we right. need a travel belt. So we're yeah. going to give it to Eddie so he can go to New Japan or all Japan or wherever he wants to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All Japan. And well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. there's a
2: New Japan belt involved in this triple crown. So there's politics involved there. So yeah. it might just be New Japan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And NROH. as well. NROH. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, We are going to be doing a show with James and Kevin from The Boom, uh, our special year-end review show that we do every year. The Boom Goes to Dynamite Hall of Boom Awards, um, which uh, I think we're – I don't know if we've nailed down whether it's going to be Sunday or Monday, but it'll be out early next week anyways for uh, special uh, audio on the Patreon or it might end up just being in in the – I think James and
2: Kevin are also doing a post-show
1: they are and okay. uh, who knows maybe one of us will show up on it yeah we I might
2: both show up and just do the hollow boom there too so who knows yeah
1: who knows uh but uh, yeah so look forward to that you can check that out uh, they'll they'll be on probably about 15 minutes after the pay-per-view ends on sunday or saturday saturday right yeah saturday yeah, yeah. is worlds end no collision this week um the- And uh, yeah, Rampage in the regular time slot. So uh, you can check that out. And uh, yeah, and Merry Christmas to you too, Josiah. Take it easy. Thanks for joining us. I know it's real late there on the East Coast. All right, no, I guess he's in Ottawa now. So it's not quite as late, but it's almost midnight. So thanks a lot, Josiah. And uh, thanks to everyone else for listening and participating and all the great conversation in here. Uh, Jeff, get your plugs in.
2: At Crap Game 13 on uh, the old X, uh, myself and Chris Novambrino do a show called Shake Them Ropes this week uh our lazy river of year-end stuff since a lot of us probably didn't uh we don't have spreadsheets and whatnot we'll just ask what we liked and what we didn't like and we'll also do a preview of this show so um yeah it'll be nice it'll drop sometime late uh this week
1: all right and uh i uh the um in the clinch is on a bit of a hiatus right now but we'll be back i think the second week of the new year
2: happy birthday our fred happy birthday yeah uh
1: ryan Frederick's birthday today as well as parker klein the former co-host of this show i had two co-hosts at one point with the same birthday and i didn't even know it at the time uh because i didn't last long enough with parker to make it to his birthday wow <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so happy birthday to parker klein and ryan frederick and uh and uh yeah and uh we didn't do our uh our fake ad read this time so Uh, After we sign off, you're going to hear some word from our great sponsors and make sure you support them. And don't just skip through the next podcast. Listen to those commercials and and, uh, support our fine advertisers. So for Jeff, I've been Paul, and this has been The Dynamite Show. (laughs)